0: wood concrete glass recording uh without my headphones this time see how that uh, see if that makes any sort of difference to uh to the recording process but uh yesterday we were sort of talking about um expectation setting and all that sort of stuff It's sort of been the theme of a lot of this stuff is is uh setting up those expectations so that you know what you can do and you're not surprised by anything that you might uh, come across. I mean, there's there's going to be some surprises and that's another part of the expectation process and, and setting those expectations is know that there will at some point in time be something that even though you considered all the all the information something that springs up on you and then, that you weren't aware of. So maybe a good a good point um, in all this is Um, thinking about the paperwork that's required. Like if you're doing just a minor renovation, actually, you know what, let's go in a different direction. When you're, when you're buying a piece of property, or if you have a piece of property, there's essentially five different things that you can um, do with that property. Number one, leave it the way it is. Um, so basically the first option is to do nothing. So that's always an option when you, when you buy something. The second option, so number two, is minor interior innovation. So some people uh, can, make, can make money or you might be in the position where you, you want to do some minor interior renovations. You know, you can redo a kitchen as long as you're not moving plumbing or and you're just moving cabinetry and that sort of thing. That doesn't require a permit. You know, a coat of paint doesn't require a permit, replacing floors. All those sort of things that don't uh, require any structural changes, meaning removal of, of partition walls and all that sort of thing. Um, but it's a good thing if you're going to be doing that stuff, and walls will be affected. To go in and ask your your local government if uh, if permits are going to be required for the work that you're about to do. And don't and don't be don't be like really vague in the question because if you're vague in the question you'll be vague you'll get a vague answer and what you want is the most thorough answer you can get so ask the most thorough question explain exactly what you're about to do you know replace all the drywall Um, you know like the scope of that will dictate maybe you do need a permit like if you go in and say oh i'm just going to redo the cabinetry well no that doesn't need a permit but if you're going to take the whole thing down to studs it might actually so so keep your keep your questions um keep your questions really specific and and then add the information to you may may not be the answer you want to hear but if you want the answer you got to ask the right question so number three so that's sort of That's sort of um, work done without a permit. Number three would be work with a permit. So you want to remove structural walls. You want to um, put an addition off the back. All these things require permit. Um, So go down with that in mind. Um, Go down with the expectation of of, uh, of a permit process you're going to ask for floor plans if the city has any on file you want to gather those you want to gather a site plan if you can a certificate of non-encroachment all these things that we've sort of been talking about this is your this is the basic scenario that i've been sort of trying to lay out here is that you know you're gathering your gathering your thoughts about it all you're gathering your zoning if you're expanding the the footprint oftentimes if you aren't expanding the footprint there's really no requirement to get too deep in the weeds on zoning Um, unless you are enclosing say maybe trying to enclose a garage well you might have parking requirements and and some things to look at there so so this is sort of the the area that we're that we're discussing in this podcast Um, Another another part of it is part four of the five things you can do, which would be to build a brand new house. So again, that's the, that's the scenario where you demolish the house that you have and build from a blank slate a new house. So um, that's where you really wanna make sure you get all your ducks in a row, know exactly what your zoning permits, um, you're getting full workup of of surveys, um, house plans, potentially structurally engineered plans. Um, you're getting the the full the full design package, and, and what you'll want to do is discuss that again with your um, with your local government. They'll have all sorts of handouts and and checklists and that sort of thing for you to, to for you to work off of, and that will really sort of guide you in the direction that you want to go because. Um, if, you, you know, if you just try to wing it, you're setting yourself up for disaster because maybe, maybe you get all the building permit plans all drawn up and things are all perfect and you've done all your research and you think you're on top of things. You go to make your building permit application and you're in some sort of development permit area and now you've got to go get a whole different set of drawings. So, so always ask the questions before you get, before you get formal drawings done up ask the right questions uh the fifth thing that you can do with a piece of property is repurpose it so um (coughs) often so so you know we've sort of worked a gradient here right so we've worked from do nothing to just do interior work that doesn't require a permit to permitted works to rebuild on the property in the existing way to maybe a better use of the property. So if you've got a large enough property that you could subdivide and you want to attempt to do that because you see higher value in having two houses or three houses as opposed to one house, that's a better use for your given situation. Um, it's, it's a sort of a change of, change of use, and, and that'll be something that you want to, to really get ahead of Um, and that's where you go deep dive into zoning and, and, uh, what rezoning process and what, uh, subdivision and rezoning looks like. Again, you're going to go into city hall. You're going to say, I have this big lot from what I, from what I've determined, I should be able to get three lots, two lots, whatever out of it. Um, but is there something that I should be looking at? Is there something I can, like, what, what, what am I not seeing? There must be something, right? Um, if you come in with that attitude, you're going to have a lot better. Uh, you're going to have a lot better success, um, and they'll be able to put you in the direction of again a set of checklists, um, maybe consultants that are specific in your area. You know, you can always ask. You know, I I want to do a subdivision. Um, is there somebody who does a lot of those in the area and knows the process inside and out? Um, because even even having a coffee with them to say that you want to try it, they'll probably give you some tips and tricks. Um, or if you have um, the, the financial capacity and you want to remove a bunch of stress from your life, you, uh, you could hire them to do it for you. Um, but again, the whole, pur- pur- whole purpose of this is to uh, make sure that you, you educate yourself so you don't get taken advantage of. Um, traditionally, developers can be considered sort of sleazeballs. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm not making that generalization, but a lot of times and I've, I've seen, I've heard both the, I hear a lot more about the negatives than I do about the positives, just put it that way, but that's where I work. So it's sort of one of those things where the owners are pleading, Um, Pleading ignorance in some situations, and they're saying, "Oh, but my developer, you know, he didn't tell me this." Well, it's not—it's not your developer's job to to keep your—I mean, it is his job to keep your best interests in mind, but he's obviously going to try to make a buck, and he probably won't give you all the information that you need in order to keep him his value up. If that makes any sense, like you don't give the keys to the kingdom, right? You you keep—you know—if there's if there's negative comments and that sort of thing, you probably it's not his fault right quote unquote not his fault it's the city who's doing this to you right? so, so if you educate yourself and you have a bit of a rapport with with the front counter you can call in and say you know i've got my developer and do, do a little double check on him right so that's sort of the big five when i think about uh, think about a piece of property is that there's sort of five options so if you're going through the purchase process you don't have a lot yet I would look at i would always approach it through that five step criteria because you know depending on on what you want to do and what level of uh of interest you have in this whole thing um it might be a good way to have a little business might be a good way to completely pivot um what you what you uh, decide to go into with with your family so say you um, maybe you see a screaming deal on a lot instead of a house that's fully built and and nobody else has really considered subdivision because what you could do is um instead of buying the old house that has an old uh like a a small lot with an old house on it maybe you could for cheaper buy the bigger lot and in in the subdivision process work through a scenario where you get a brand new house of a similar size and what the builder does for you is he builds both houses but his payment for doing so is that he gets to sell and keep the profits off the second house if that makes any sense but i've seen it done so i know it makes sense (laughs) Uh but that also extends your time horizon right some people um go into a a transaction and don't consider time horizon at all but that's definitely something that needs to be uh needs to be thought of if you need roof over your head in the next month you're working on a you're working on the on the one the one two level if you have a nice house already and you're looking for an investment or a way to make money maybe you're looking at the three four five stage right where where you have you don't have that immediacy so that's the that's the big five We'll move on from there. Have a good one.